Okay. Okay. Time for the podcast. on they're like cars but with the earphones can you hear me i can hear you can you hear me yes i did not do a test with the microphone it's okay it's uh we do it the same every week (laughs) (laughs) welcome to a very spooktacular edition of above the fold podcast i'm josh i'm brie welcome brie thank you this is episode 10 zero one zero ten so we made it this far Mm mm-hmm we might as well just stop here. <laughs> just, just kidding. <laughs> that really, really weird. We're having some We're having audio some issues. <laughs> I don't know if this is being recorded or not, but it sounded like a chipmunk was repeating it words did. to me. Uh, and that was not you? No. Okay. No, no. All right. Well, I guess we no better time than well, the present. if you introduce it as the spooktacular episode. Yeah, really weird. Anyway, um... Do we have any news uh, this week? I don't know. I just got to get these cords maneuvered. There's a thing that ha- happened between the two of us that mm-hmm. uh, we need to address with the uh, audience today. Okay. Um, are you sitting down is the first question. I am. Me too. Okay. Thank you. Do we, so, should we be sitting or stand? Uh, maybe laying down. I don't know. Okay. Whatever makes you comfortable. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, how, what happened? I can't even remember. There's a thing where I bought a, uh, uh, well. Yeah, it fits snug on the finger. Yep. Um, and then you wear it forever. Until you die. Mm-hmm. And you still wear it when mm-hmm. you die. No one gets it after I die. I, we propo- I proposed. <laughs> We're getting married. One, two, three. We're, We're getting, getting married. married. Brought to you by Above the Fold Podcast. Uh, but for realsies, uh, we're engaged. We're engaged, and mm-hmm. that means that we will get married in approximately one year. At, yes, uh, approximately uh, this time next year. We will be uh, wedded, as they say, with wed with wedness. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what does that mean, even? I don't know, I, but it's a fusion of uh, two metals. I think okay. I think you're talking about the wrong wedding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but do you? I, so I have a, a wedding book. Yeah. That my mom gave me. My mom just is on top of this yes. like a beaver, and <laughs> <laughs> a beaver. <laughs> um, and she she got us a, a few things. Okay. Um, but she got us a a wedding book that mm-hmm. I will try and write in and um, scribe my thoughts yes. and the plans. Keep it old fashioned with writing in a piece of paper but mm-hmm. in that book it talks about things that we have to do in preparation for this and mm-hmm. who pays for what yeah do you remember the the list of things and there's um like you have to get a physical and a blood <laughs> test and that each so your family has to pay for your physical and your blood test yeah the the weird that's like the first thing at the top <laughs> of both lists for the bride and the groom it's like oh you pay for your own blood and and physical test <laughs> does this include urine too or <laughs> i don't it's know just, uh, uh i'll have to contact shapely. contact the authors of the book i don't know so uh is that is that really a thing though i had no idea that uh, a blood test was included in the the whole planning process. Yeah, I guess that's uh, I just, know. it's qual- for quality of the <laughs> world that you get your yeah. blood tested after you propose. Um, 
and just like yeah, wait make sure everything's okay wait a second running smoothly yeah this okay. is not what i had expected for blood type mm-hmm. um so yeah and we also from your mom got toast glasses so we're sitting here with two toast glasses and uh full of champagne mm-hmm. brie uh, spilled some all over the table just before you we, we, we tuned well, in that's here. how i like to pour things i yeah. like to spill a little <laughs> just one for the homies one as for they the say. homies <laughs> <laughs> Um, we, funny story, we went out and bought champagne the night we got engaged thinking that, oh, we will celebrate. Well, we had a different type of drink that night. Didn't end up getting to the champagne. Then, um, Bree's parents also, uh, gave us some champagne. Mm -hmm. And then you got... I got, I just, the other, yesterday, just got another bottle from my piano teacher, Lori. Yeah. Who's going to play piano at our wedding. Yeah. And, um... So now we, we have three, but we're working on one of them right now. Yeah. So. I don't know what the normal amount of, uh, of American But I just want to tell everyone, are. if you're thinking about getting us an engagement gift, go ahead and buy a bottle of champagne. We're collecting now. <laughs> we're collecting. It's as a thing. I would like to see your fridge just full of champagne Someone bottles. Someone comes over, Brie, what is going on? I just want to be ready to celebrate anything. At any given moment. <laughs> oh, you got a new shoe? Just one? Let's pop open a bottle of... Jose, as Hi, they say. can I get you something to drink? Maybe water, milk, or champagne? <laughs> <laughs> champagne. It's a staple in the boys' household now. Um, anyway, yeah, what else? Weddings, uh, you got to plan out in advance. Yeah, speaking of that, uh, we do have the date secured pretty much now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monday morning will be a confirmation of the confirmed date that I'm speaking of, but um, maybe we won't disclose too much right now, but... Um, it's it's an odd thing. Um, what, planning a wedding can be stressful. Absolutely. And I believe that's where the wedding planner originated from, is to handle that for the bride and groom. But mm-hmm. you have to plan things out so far in advance these days. It's pretty ridiculous. You know, it makes me want to just say, what's the deal with that? I think so. What's the deal with planning a wedding in a, a year in advance? A one, a two, a a one, one, two, three. three. What's the deal with planning weddings? You have to do it a year in advance. What's the deal with wedding plannings? It just, why would be my pants? Right, well, I mean, you're gonna pee your pants. So these days, you have to plan your wedding out one year in advance, at least. Who honestly has all their ducks in that one row? Please reveal yourself. Stand up and just take a bow, okay? All right. You don't know where you're going to get married. No real person knows what they're going to do in a year anyway. So why do you got to plan a gosh darn wedding so soon today? This year that we're starting to plan the wedding, I would just like us to take it easy. Why the rush? Why why gotta jump the gun? Is your horse kicking at you? I think we need to just take a step back and relax. So everybody stop planning so far in advance. Just enjoy your moments. Enjoy your moments now and plan your weddings later, like three months in advance. 
Can we toast to that? Let's toast to that. Here's to that. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> maybe we'll take a quick break, come back and talk about a few more things. But we haven't even talked about... <laughs> oh, shoot. Um, <laughs> our uh, main topic. Yeah. Today we're talking about website hosting and what it is, who uses it, and how to use it. <laughs> so we'll talk about that later on in the episode, but we'll take a quick break, and then we'll talk about some other things, because what we're here to do is talk. Thanks. Okay, bye. Hi, I'm Bernie Wallace. I'm here from Weddings and Ice Cream Scoops, a company that sells primarily wedding books to newlyweds and newly couples. Uh, today, I'm here with my assistant, Doris. Doris, say hello to everyone. Hello. Thank you, Doris. Uh, today, I have a very special offer for you. If you buy one wedding book, you can buy three more at little to no cost, more than the average cost of a wedding book. Now, we're talking a full-featured wedding book. This wedding book has things like the date of the engagement, a date of the uh, first wedding, uh, the date of the marriage, and the date uh, that the couple has met. This is a very important document. You want this on your mantle. You want one for your bedroom. You want one for your kitchen. You want one for just behind your toilet if you're, you're ever bored and you're just taking a quick quick number two. So don't hesitate to dial today. The book is just, just a payment of $10 once every month for the rest of your married life. Now make this check out to Bernie Wallace and Weddings and Ice Cream Scoops Incorporated uh, for your wedding book today. Again, call now because it ain't going to last forever. Welcome back to Above the Fold Podcast. Today, we're talking about web hosting and all things related to web hosting. That's right. My name is Bree. And I'm Josh. And um, currently, uh, it's a Sunday here in Iowa in October. United End States. Of the, yeah, yes. End of the month. And I am going to pack my bags tonight. I'm going to Google tomorrow. To Google? To Google. Um, do you mean you're just navigating to Google.com in your web browser? Sure, yeah. Always. No, actually, you're flying to... I'm going to fly in an airplane to Mountain View, California. Actually get off at San Francisco, but going there for a little conference mm-hmm. with the Google people. So what kind of stuff are they going to talk about? AdWords and analytics and future Google stuff. Mm-hmm. Top secret, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I have no yeah. idea. You'll have to sign an NDA before you walk mm-hmm. in the door. My uh, main goal is to get some good swag out of this thing. Okay. And to get some good little tidbits to bring back. If you get a t-shirt, will you let me wear it half, sure. half the time that you do? <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Uh, I was like actually telling my dad you were going to this, and he was like, well, I forgot what he was like, cab, cab doors? I was like, no, and words. <laughs> Uh, where, where do they get their money on that? I was like, well, you advertisers sign up and you pay for a certain budget per month and you get charged for clicks or for impressions and you just goes to your credit card. And that's all yeah, I Yeah, you pay it with say. your credit card. Yeah. People, advertising online is as easy as giving someone your credit card number. Yes. And sometimes you don't even have to try. You just go to Target or Home <laughs> Depot. Yeah. Well, that sounds like fun. Yes. And I hope you have a good time. Yes, so next podcast I'll tell you some things I learned. All the secrets. Yeah, all the secrets. Thank you. Well, um, rewinding one day, we we watched SNL last night. I went home this weekend, so we weren't together watching it, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of a thing that we do now, mainly because Brie got me into it, but... Last night, Jim Carrey hosted SNL, and he's hosted before, probably multiple this times. This is his third time Third hosting. time, okay. Mm-hmm. What do you think? That was good. Um, Jim Carrey definitely has his 
Jim Carrey style of humor. Mm-hmm. A lot of facial expressions, a yes. lot of uh, little things he does that uh, past characters of his have done. And they even had a sketch where everybody came in as a certain Jim Car- Carrey character. Yeah, I thought that was really clever. Yeah. So, and he's uh, what they call kind of a, re- a reliable host. They know they're mm-hmm. not going to, you know, struggle. He's He can do pretty much anything mm-hmm. on SNL. He'll be as silly as you want him to be. Yeah, I mean, the opening number was him coming out as a, was it De- Delvis or Helvis? Uh, Helvis, yeah. It's a combination between the devil and Elvis, and mm-hmm. it was like just completely out of left field, and they did a whole musical number, and it's like, wow. Yeah. I, you can't expect Jim Carrey to just do, do like a regular Yeah, he's monologue. not going to come out and be like, yeah, I'm in a, a movie called Dumb and Dumber 2. But like, spelled T-O. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I enjoyed most of the sketches. Musical guest was Iggy Azalea. Mm-hmm. I like her music on record. Mm-hmm. Can't say that I enjoy it uh, live. And the second performance she had, I had never heard that song. I think it was and, new. Yeah. yeah, and the girl that like performed with her was a little... Uh, I have no idea how to describe that, but just confused and confused and uh, a lot of low dancing. Yeah, and staring at Iggy. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a tip: if you uh, are re- performing to uh, a song, uh, don't overlay your audio track with the correct pitch and then try to match that pitch, but incorrectly. Never is going to end well. Yeah. So we've talked about how it's always just better if they just have someone on that can just sing well and not try and do a huge dance number. Yeah. The stage is so tiny. Yeah, it does. It's not flashy. People don't care. Well, mm-hmm. uh, you and I don't care, mm-hmm. but maybe some people do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah. But another thing we talked about was the how frequently certain cast members get to be in sketches and. At least you and I both notice when certain people are not at like hardly at all in the show. One yeah. of those people being Kate McKinnon. She was in two sketches. Yeah, she and wasn't in a whole lot. Last such a strong episode. performer on that show. She's such a strong cast member, and uh, but I, so yeah, she definitely like Taryn's tweet. Like she definitely stole the show mm-hmm. when she did the chandelier. The, that girl. The she did C- that dance. Yeah. yeah, she did that dance, and Jim Carrey did it with her. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's really impressive. Yeah, so I wanna I want them to put her in the show just more. Mm-hmm. She's like the closest thing to Kristen Wiig for me. <laughs> she <laughs> tripped the trigger. Mm-hmm. She does. Yes. Um. Well, speaking of other things that trip the trigger, this movie that we watched now twice. We um, watched it two times. Two times. Two point zero times one equals two. And that's the number of times we watched this movie. <laughs> once on Amazon Instant Video and once on Netflix. We want to be equal yes. to both providers. Yes. So um, can you talk about the movie, Brie? Sure. And I, fi- I figured we would review it as yeah. well okay. um, using that scale that we brought up last episode. Absolutely. This movie is called In a World. In a World. And it stars Lake Bell. I believe she also wrote the movie probably should have researched some things beforehand i think she did i think she like wrote it and produced it she was heavily involved in it Mm -hmm. who else was in the movie tig Tig notaro Notaro. one of our favorites very much a favorite Mm -hmm. and um ken marino was in it as well this is the uh i have this moment with a lot of uh hollywood actors and actresses where i realize oh that's who that person is um 
I had seen this movie before I watched any Party Down or anything where Ken Marino is featured. And so I was like, oh, wait, the guy from Party Down is in this? And then I realized his name is Ken Marino, and I've heard that name before. Um, so, yeah, he was in this. Yeah, he's... Um, look, he came up. He, he's in a new show on... Uh, is it NBC? Yeah, is it called Marry Me? It is. Yeah. Yep, you're right. Yep. I was looking that up. Uh-huh. Uh, also had uh, Nick Offerman played a small role. Uh, what's his name? Uh, he's a stand-up comedian. Dimitri Martin mm-hmm. uh, played a rather large role. And um, there's... Rob Corddry. Rob Corddry. I saw him in Austin. Yeah. I mention that every time <laughs> I hear his name. Rob. Rob Corddry. Um, Stephanie Allen. Stephanie Allen. was in the movie. Mm-hmm. And um, I've grown to really like Stephanie Allen. Yeah. She's on the basketball team, the Pistol Shrimps, with <laughs> Aubrey Plaza. So if you want a fun thing to do, go on your Instagram account and follow Pistol Shrimps. <laughs> and they also have a Twitter. But they're this basketball team of, like, young women. And they're all comedians. <laughs> It's got to be so funny to watch. Yeah. I I would totally, to. if I lived in Hollywood and I was friends with them, I would be on the team. <laughs> You'd be on the team. They need me. <laughs> You're I'm tall. I'm um, Yeah. So anyway, um, In a World is about uh, voice actors that do just that. They do the voiceover for movie trailers or cartoons or whatever. Um mm-hmm. And uh, it's this highly competitive little movie with the the, the star um, Blake Bell, and then her dad, and um, another guy who played by Ken Marino, and they're all trying to get this one uh, movie to do the voiceover for. So it's yeah, it's the it plays off the title in a world. It's this iconic phrase used in movie trailers, and it's like this hollowed saying that among voice <clears throat> what do they call them voice actors or whatever trailer people yeah trailer people that sounds really <laughs> they come from the trailer park <laughs> uh yeah so the movie revolves around them uh and lake bell ends up stealing a, stealing a couple new gigs and ends up getting your name out there and then they all compete for this big thing it's called the is it the amazon yes yeah, wars yeah. it's a clear playoff of the hunger games mm-hmm. um so and it's all these you know female driven um dystopian films yeah trilogy it's a quadrilogy in this movie but mm-hmm. yeah it's um the entertaining movie what yeah. did you think I, I i like this movie i mean i liked enough to definitely watch it twice and um i think it helps if you know the people that are in it and have mm-hmm. an appreciation for them of course so but i figured we could review it yeah now using our scale our scale and, and, what, and refresh us. I what is will refresh. Scale? Refresh our command. Uh, it's an A. F five. It's an F. <laughs> it's an A through F scale. Okay. Okay. And um, so A is awfully great. B is basically good. C is could have used more sauce. D is dog crap. And <laughs> F is F it. Okay. Okay. And then we have four topics or uh, four categories, categories to uh, review the movie with. And we start with religion and politics because we just lump those two together. <laughs> Always lump those two together. Yes, Never separate. Life. Yep. Then yep. Uh, second category is sexiness. Third is girth. And fourth is hunger. Okay. Okay. So um, 
I'm going to start with religion slash politics. Um, how did you feel? Uh, did it live up t- to all, all, all of the religions and all of the politics? i got to be honest. I don't think I even detected a, a hint of religion and politics other than the uh, kind of slightly uh, uh, sexist view toward women in mm-hmm. the industry. Um, they so were in the sauna a lot. They were. Um, Talking about that, I guess. <laughs> I was going to say that would fall under sexiness or girth. Okay. Yes. I'm jumping uh, ahead. <laughs> um, so for religion politics, I would give it, uh, could have been used more sauce. Could have used more sauce, okay. How about you? Yeah. It's your... <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. That's not a, an answer on the scale, but we're going to take it. And I'm going to do it. A, could have used more sauce um, between that and uh, dog crap. Okay. Excellent. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What about sexiness? Okay, so going back to the sauna, yeah. we saw men uh, waist up, and one of those men had more hair on his body than a a normal man. Chimpanzee. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there was that angle of sexiness, mm-hmm. um, a lot of sweat from that, and then um, they went to a fancy party. There was also some lovemaking scenes. Mm-hmm. There was a thing where um, the this Irish guy was hitting on a girl. And there was also a thing where uh, a girl came and took a shower in the uh, apartment next door. There was. So this movie was beyond sexy to me. I would give it an awfully great. <laughs> I would say basically good. How about girth? Ah, the ever-present girth factor in a movie. Um, I think we covered a lot of topics in this movie, from uh, from personal career aspirations to uh, a father-daughter relationships to uh, getting along with a stepmother who's younger than you relationship, um, and to a, a, a romance uh, between uh, co-workers. I, I like the girth of this film. It wasn't too much to take in. But it wasn't too little to I think notice. I agree. It was the perfect amount of girth that a, f- a film could have around all of the topics that it covered. Yes. So for this, I would say, awfully great. Okay. And how about uh, hunger? Okay. And this is, again, we like to think about how hungry were you when you were watching the movie. So this is a personal. Yeah, very personal. What, what Did we have a, a food in front of us? While watching this. We had a, a nice bowl of hot spaghetti. Yes. Uh, hunger, I cooked way too much spaghetti, and that's the thing. Um, so it is really the thing. I was pretty hungry when I, when I started eating the spaghetti, but as I finished eating the spaghetti, I was not so hungry. Um, therefore, I have to give this a, 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 probably a dog crap. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a great movie to eat a hot bowl of spaghetti with. Um, you're not going to miss too much as you put the fork in your mouth. So I would give it a basically good. Okay. I can see I had an eye on you there. Uh, so, yeah, go out and see uh, about In a World. I have no idea what our uh, our score has come to. Yeah. Oh, did we tally it up last time? We kind of had, like, everything. So... Yeah. It's probably uh, could have used more sauce kind of movie. Yeah. Um, you know. Or I would say could have used more sauce plus. Yeah. Or basically good minus. Yeah. Um, 
I one of those movies I, I enjoyed seeing a second time better better than the first time. I think yeah, I did too. So uh, it's on Netflix right now. Netflix instant streaming. If you would like to watch, yeah, movie is called In a World. So make sure you go and watch it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that concludes our second ever special movie review segment. Coming up next, we're talking about web hosting and everything related to it. Do you have it? Do you need it? Who uses it? How? Coming up on Above the Fold Podcast, sit. Hi, I'm Bernie Wallace again here with my assistant Doris. She's got a very special message for you today. Hello, my name is Doris. I'd like to do a public endorsement of Bernie's wedding books. I have four, and I've only been married no times. So please buy one for each room in your house and then buy one pen. Thank you. And welcome back to Above the Fold Podcast. This is episode 10. We're going to talk about web hosting. My name is Bree. My name is Josh. Web hosting is a thing mm-hmm. that people use to host websites. Here's the thing. You make a website. It can't just exist in outer space okay everybody thinks that that's what happens yes. and that's not what happens you don't send it, it has up. to have a little place where it's just gonna sit right. and live yeah it's and not that's magical. where your hosting comes in yes what is web hosting josh <laughs> because josh is a web developer and he knows about this <laughs> Well, to understand web hosting, you need to understand how the internet works. Let's start from the beginning. 1994, a man named Al Gore was born. And uh, global warming was just heating up. Heating up. And he was like, I feel like we need to fix global warming. We need to do things. And in the meantime, I'm going to invent the internet. Global warming is happening. And the internet, too. I also invented internet. Internet starts with I, ends with T. And E for the Internet Explorer. Um, actually, that's not how it happened. But it, it could have. Uh, who, who's to say we were five at the time? <laughs> Couldn't even talk yet. Couldn't even talk yet. <laughs> um, so the Internet, when you are on a computer and you open up, so Facebook.com, it... Uh, your computer looks up facebook.com and sees where is facebook.com pointing to and it's going to point to an IP address. An IP address is a collection of four numbers separated by dots. Ranging How many from, dots? From three. Three, three dots. Okay. Zero. Three dots. Numbers zero to 255 um, and those are pointing to a physical location of a server somewhere. So each server on the internet um, will have an IP address. Each computer really uh, has an IP address. So, I mean... Just tougher. like your house has an address. Yeah, your you, computer you have has an IP address. Yeah. An IP address. Yes. So, um, when it your computer finds out what that IP address is, it's going to go to that server at that address and say, hey, I would like this information at this particular address. And that computer responds with that information. It sends it back in a form of HTML. Pretty neat, huh? So neat. So that concept is called web hosting. My socks are on the floor right now. 
<laughs> he just ripped them off. They're just knocked off. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I get it. I was thinking, what pants happened? Pants, too. Pants, too. Okay. Pants are gone. Okay. Uh, we web host things because we want our thing to be available to the internet. Uh, it's called hosting. So what is hosting? That's what the thing I just described. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, really, any computer in the whole world you could have be a web host. Um, all you need to do is run a web server on it. Um, there's a product called Apache Web Server, which is probably one of the most popular out there. It's an open source or it's a, it's a free product. Uh, there are other things like Microsoft's Internet Information Server, IIS, or you have another open source product called Nginx, N-G-I-N-X. Um, those are kind of the the main ones um, right now. You also have other server programs for things like Rails. I believe that's called uh, Rack, mm-hmm. which uh, <laughs> is the server. And uh, other, other solutions doing things for different programs. So, so what you're saying languages. is there are a lot of different options. Right. Depending on uh, the language that your site was built in and how it was built yes so obviously i could turn my laptop right now into a web server i get a dedicated ip address and start serving facebook from my computer but obviously that would be a bad idea because my computer only can handle so much traffic before crashing Mm -hmm. so that's where um, web hosts come in also setting up a web host can be kind of a difficult uh, task to do because it's just kind of you have to know the ins and outs of how web hosting works so when you go to host a website you often depend on a dedicated person company or person to host your website so and you can have um you can have your web the company that you use to develop your website they can just handle your hosting for you and they probably work with a third party right or you could actually work directly with that third party yourself yes it's probably easier just to let whoever created your website just to let them handle it for you because they'll know how you know what your site needs in order to be properly supported. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's say that you were on your own and you wanted to find a web host, okay? What would you do? Well, you have a few options. Um, first is to know the you know different options of hosting. Uh, probably the cheapest and quickest and, and easiest option is called shared hosting. That just means that the person who is running your web hosting or company who's running your web hosting offers a plan where you share a server with a bunch of other people. Right. That usually means you can probably get hosting for around like five bucks a month Mm -hmm. uh, in some places. That means you just plug in your credit card, you say, I have this domain, and you start using it. Mm -hmm. Um, That's probably the easiest way to go. Next way to go is if you're going to be hosting multiple websites or you're an agency and you want to dole out little logins to clients and just kind of white label your own hosting. That's called reseller hosting. Um, You're essentially getting the same product, but you're going to get a discount on it and you can um, charge whatever you want. But uh, as far as technology goes, you're still getting, um, you're sharing a server with a bunch of other people and you're, I mean, not really implementing anything on your own. Uh, third type would be called VPS hosting, which is called stands for Virtual Private Server. That means that you are essentially getting a, a server to yourself, as far as you are, are you you are aware. You have an IP address, and you have pretty much complete control over that machine. You can destroy all the information on it if you want. Um, you have a lot of control. So that's really nice if you want to deploy like a custom web app or if you want to roll your own um, like 
shared hosting. Uh, this is often kind of trickier because you have to know usually how to do things through the command line. You have to know how to run a web server and install a web server through the command line. It can be very tricky. Mm -hmm. But it's also good for like if you're working with an IT person or a developer operations person who knows and wants to do that. And then I think the third kind, um, as far as we're concerned, is called a dedicated server, dedicated hosting. That means there's literally a machine plugged into a wall that is your machine you're renting at another facility. Um, that usually someone is there and they're helping you keep it up to date and make sure that it's working, um, that the server room is locked, all that stuff. So I think one big thing with web hosting that comes up with clients is security and, uh, you know, is my site secure? So is there, um, versus those four options, is there one that would stand out as more secure or are they kind of equally secure based on uh, what requirements you have and whatnot? That's a good question. I think that um, as far as they go, Secure-wise, are probably pretty similar. Security often, unless you're talking about physical building security, if you're worried about someone walking into the server room, plugging in a USB drive, planting a virus on your website, mm -hmm. those odds of that happening are very, very, very little. Oftentimes, where you're hosting websites, they have their PCI compliant, they have security guards 24/7. Only certain people are allowed access to the room, all that stuff. Um, I wouldn't worry about that per se. Um, Security is probably more a measure of like how how up to date your software is on your website. Mm -hmm. um, I guess as far as that goes, shared hosting and uh, any other type of semi managed hosting would come out on top versus having a dedicated server or a virtual private server where you're kind of on, in charge of updating the software yourself. If you're on a shared server, it's likely that the company is going to make sure that the software on that particular machine is up to date because they're serving, you know, 2,000 users for that one server. Mm -hmm. um, very important to them that they keep that up to date. Okay. Um, yeah. So security is uh, always a concern. Um, there's also a, uh, a thing to consider, which is like speed and other just other specs so um, with the hosting package you can probably find for you know it's super cheap like five bucks a month you can get I'm guessing like uh, five gigabytes maybe 10 gigabytes of storage space you have maybe a hundred gigabytes of uh, band bandwidth um, and then RAM is just like whatever the shared server is, and they have a ton of RAM because they're doing multiple clients on that same server. Um, what does all that mean? The, the hard drive space, the five gigs means like pictures and videos and files on your so server. So if you, if you don't have a super uh, robust site, you don't have a ton of uh, images and files that are directly down, you know, they're on the site, then that would be an option that's, you're kind of, you're going to get a site that's going to load fast and be well supported with the shared hosting right yeah so if your site is pretty low-key most sites I won't wouldn't say were are over like 10 to 15 megabytes even with a lot of pages you're unless you're serving a lot of images from that site it's not gonna be very big um, so generally you never have to worry about storage space on web server um, and if you do have a lot of downloads you'll oftentimes post those somewhere else just that are a place that's better for downloading things um, and that's called a content delivery network yeah so that could be uh, just yeah offering those through a third-party uh, content delivery network is another way to hook up 
um, kind of a an interface between your users and your actual hosting, and it, it uh, serves your content through a, a network of uh, super fast um, highways that gets the stuff to your um, users faster and more reliably. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I think it's kind of hitting it big right now is called SSD hosting, stands for solid state drive or solid state disk. I'm not sure mm-hmm. which one, but what it's really like a flash drive, you know, writing to and from a flash drive is really fast. Writing to and from a traditional hard drive with little spinny disks inside is a little bit slower. Um, the hard drive disk is, is usually what you see in the bulk of computers and servers now, but um, even with the most recent releases of MacBooks and, and other laptops and, and iPhones, that's all solid state drives. Um, very fat, much faster than a, a hard drive disk. And so um, there are a lot of places starting to offer solid state drives as a hosting solution. Um, one of those actually is a digital ocean. Um, and I'll mm-hmm. probably talk about them a little bit more, but I've used them uh, extensively for my personal sites and now a lot of client sites. I'm moving them all to DigitalOcean. The speed uh, difference is incredible um, just because you're loading files that much more quickly on a solid state disk than you are on a uh, old hard drive. So um, that's definitely an option to look into, and I, th- I think a lot of places are implementing that. Mm-hmm. How about um, things like SSL certificates? Um, does that have anything to do with hosting, or is that separate? Yeah, that's an important factor too. SSL certificates. Um, <clears throat> so if you are running, generally you're familiar with this if you've run an e-commerce website or if you're running a site that collects valuable customer data, or they're filling out a form. Um, you, you've installed an SSL certificate or you've paid for one. So an SSL certificate, uh, SSL stands for Secure Socket Layer. It's just a, a method of encryption in between you know, the starting point, the server, and the ending point, the, the, the user. Just make sure that your traffic is not sniffable and, and creepable by people who might be doing man-in-the-middle like attacks and, and trying to grab your stuff. Um, so an SSL certificate you typically buy from a secured uh, signing house. Um, I'm not really sure of the whole, like, mm-hmm. um, all that stuff behind it as far as, like, who can sign and what gives them the privilege to sign. Yeah, and Google is now preferring sites that have an SSL certificate. Mm-hmm. So you know that the site is secured because it would say HTTPS? Yes, it has the S um, in there. So that's interesting that Google is now starting to prefer those. Um, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of sites I wouldn't even consider putting HTTPS on just because it's an added cost. And it uh, prior, you know, in, in recent days, it's been slower actually on HTTPS because that encryption has to be performed with all the content. That's gotten a lot better recently. Um, but yeah, that's, I think, something you'll be seeing a lot more of too <clears throat> is SSL hosting. Uh, something that I is actually really recent in the news is uh, Cloudflare is a, uh, a company that offers um, kind of uh, what would you say like attack prevention and also essentially a CDN a content delivery network 
and you can hook your site up to Cloudflare. Before, like they would support non-HTTPS traffic for free, and this is actually a free like CDN. Um, they actually just released a free universal SSL hosting for everyone now. So you can actually sign your site up on Cloudflare, wait for 24 hours at least with the free plan or pay $10 a month for the paid plan and immediately get an SSL certificate. Um, for the free plan, that's a free SSL certificate for any domain on your or, or subdomain. So that's a pretty good deal. Um, and it's, I mean, all around probably good for the internet. Mm -hmm. um, you can still pay for a signed certificate for between your server and the Cloudflare servers just for added security. Um, but that's something that we are starting to do for most of our clients too. And speaking of payment, um, how much should people expect to have to pay to host their website? You know, you talk about the shared hosting could be $5 a month. Right. For right. a small website that doesn't need to push out a lot of stuff. But the larger websites where you, you, you definitely want to make sure it's protected, it's performing well, it's fast. I know a lot of times hosting is one of those things that clients don't necessarily want to pay a lot of money towards. Yeah. They don't understand <clears throat> why they would need to pay more money. Right. Um, so, yeah, and you probably have clients who will listen to this and hear $5 a month or they go to HostGator.com and see on the front page $5 a month hosting. And why would we charge, right. you know? anywhere between 50 and 100 or 200 dollars a month in hosting well why do you think that is they have a bigger site they have more mm -hmm. files on the site um, their site may have a functionality that's much bigger than a blog or something um, i don't know what else yeah and i think you're also paying for like generally just getting it set up and having people support it. Yeah, I mean, are there, they could be doing daily backups, yep. backups of the site, um, checking the code. I mean, there could be tons of other support services that are included in your hosting cost mm -hmm. that you're not going to get just by paying a base cost of $5 a month. You know, right. nobody's actively working on your site and checking it to make sure that everything's okay. Right, yeah. But you're going to have a dedicated team. You're going to have that support if you pay $50 a month $75 a month, whatever it costs to host your site. Yeah. Um, I mean, $5, you're going to have to, you're going to get a login. You're going to log into a, a program called cPanel, most likely, which honestly is one of the world's crappiest user interfaces. That's um, going to let you control all of your domains and subdomains. It's going to have a little dinky file manager. But beyond that, you're pretty much on your own. You have to get your FTP credentials. You have to log in. You set up any like redirects, set up any databases, and that's all on you. So being able to pay someone a little bit more per month for their them to manage your hosting uh, is yeah. definitely and worth especially it. if you don't know what you're doing. I feel like paying that more the more money. Uh, option is is better for you. It's yeah. less for you to worry about, and you have someone that can act as your partner and mm -hmm. your your website. For sure. That kind of goes into customer service. Yeah. With web hosting. So that's a big thing. Um, I can honestly, you know, websites go down. That's just a fact of life. Um, they'll be unavailable, or there'll be a bug on it all, all of a sudden that says can't connect a database. So who do you contact? Well, if you're going through a company and they're managing your hosting, you probably contact them because they know who to contact and how to solve it and how to look into it. Um, if you're on your own trying to host your own site, um, you have likely a contact number or a support email, a support ticket system. Uh, HostGator, for example, has a phone support number. 
Uh, you'll call in, you'll wait on hold for about 20 to 25 minutes usually mm-hmm. on average. You'll get someone on the phone who doesn't really understand the problem, and mm-hmm. you'll wait for 20 minutes while they put you on hold to ask somebody else. Um, called customer service. It's called customer service. And honestly, um, as I'm looking at other hosting solutions, a lot of solutions don't even have, offer phone support. Um, they'll do Twitter support and they'll do email support and it's actually usually faster and better quality than over the phone that you get from someplace like HostGator. Mm-hmm. So um, hosting can be scary because a site can go down for any number of reasons. It can be it could be that someone gained access and changed your file system. It could be that it is being overloaded through an attack um, and it's just not available could be that the server is broken, like yours along with 2,000 other people's sites are down. It could be that you pushed up the wrong file and it, now it broke something. So it's very scary for someone who has no experience, like someone, you know, a small business owner hosting themselves, that they would rely heavily on someone like with customer support. Um, but where I'm at now, too, of hosting my websites, I feel a lot more comfortable knowing you know, this is why a site might be down. Here's how to fix it. Um, so that's a consideration when picking your hosting too, is like, do you think you're going to be okay without, you know, immediate phone support, even if it's not the best phone support, or are you going to be okay um, being able to wait overnight for an email or investigating it yourself? Mm-hmm. Backups are also an important thing. Um, some places yeah. offer free backups once a week. They'll charge you to restore a backup. Um, you can also install, if you use WordPress, install some plugins that do it free multiple times a day. Uh, you just dump it off to a Dropbox account. Uh, one thing that I found, too, is having a, I don't know if you'd call it a backup of the site, but just another version of the site that's really stripped down. Yeah. Perchance the site goes down, it just has the home page and pertinent interior pages, but just something to be there mm-hmm. in that period of downtime. Yeah. And where do you like? Where do you host that? Is it you, on the same host, or do you have it at a different place and then switch the DNS to it? I think it, it could be a different host. It could even be the same site built in a different uh, language, even. Mm-hmm. It could, you know, the same design, but... For chance one thing's not working, you know, it could be just a really simple like WordPress site mm-hmm. that you just push push up when that that main site is down. Mm-hmm. That just has the home page and a message that says our site is down temporarily, you know, just to let people know that someone is actively working on this. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get millions of phone calls. Mm-hmm. asking what's going on yeah so and i think it's important too we i think we should have dedicate a whole episode to this just to when a website goes down but what do you do if you were a person and i visited like yeah um, uh, walmart.com and i saw that it wasn't working i would probably be okay if i saw a banner at the top that says our excited is experiencing problems or sometimes i go check the twitter account of the company and they'll you'll see recent tweets to apologizing for site mm-hmm. outage and be like okay well that's understandable yeah. Yeah, I I think so too. Just what's the contingency plan of if the site goes down, what happens? Yeah. Who do you talk to? Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Let's finish by talking about our recommendations for hosting. Um, do you have any like particular company that you would go with? Um, or... I just have experience with like cloud hosting, uh, Rackspace, and um, Microsoft Azure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know SA used to have a dedicated server, but, uh, now it's a little bit different. So I just know that it's, it's taken care of. 
Good. Um, but I host, uh, you helped me set up my blog through mm-hmm. DigitalOcean, and yep. I know that that's what you're using now. So um, I so far have no complaints with it. But um, it de- it definitely brings up a thing. If my if my website were to go down, what would I do? And I don't know. I would expect probably an email in my inbox saying, "Yeah, we're having problems." Mm-hmm. I think the the most important thing is just that someone acknowledges it. Yeah. So that you're not just sitting there wondering what's going on. Yeah. Uh, on that note, I would definitely give a huge recommendation for DigitalOcean. Um, they're pretty new. I think the last couple of years. To the scene of web hosting, they they would be they offer VPSs. They don't do shared hosting or reseller hosting. So, you buy a virtual private server, you get an IP address right away. It's five dollars a month for their cheapest plan, and you have a whole server to yourself. Um, we're talking solid state drives too, so it's extremely fast. Um, I've had nothing but a good experience with them. Um, I'm recently. You, using them combined with a, another company called Server Pilot, which lets you install essentially a script on a, a, a VPS like that or with Am- Amazon um, EC2 instances, you plug in a script and then you can manage that server, set up new sites uh, through their interface, and it's really, really tremendous. Um, it's, that's They have a free plan, and you can just goof around, spend like 20 cents just deciding if this is worth it. Um, you have to know a little bit of... Uh, SSH knowledge and using the command line, but if you're you feel like you're familiar with that enough, I would definitely recommend using them for any type of hosting. Um, you mentioned like having a site go down, what that experience is like. With DigitalOcean, my only experience with that is that I get an email in the middle of the night saying that my credit, my funds, my credit card has been refunded with like ten cents because my server had gone down for like thirty minutes and they were already refunding me for the time they were down. Then they sent an email with a really long description of what exactly went wrong. It's like you would hardly, that's never happened the times that HostGator has gone down and Mm -hmm. they are so quick and so responsive. So highly recommend them if you are pretty confident with your skills of setting up servers and stuff. So we'll put a link on the website with a little code on it just saying that we referred you. And if anybody from DigitalOcean is listening, hi. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, That's all for today's uh, episode. If you would like to call us, uh, use the number 1-800-655-1298. And someone will answer your call, put you on hold for 25 minutes, and then uh, hang up on you. And then there will be a gunfight (laughs) in the background, and you'll be like, is everyone okay? I don't know what I should, should I call the police? You'll get an email. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just respond through text message. <laughs> yeah, everything. You can cool. add me on Skype. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. And please remember to always stay, stay above, above the, the fold. fold.